The Auburn Tigers are going to a bowl game, and the transfer portal is heating up. Let's talk about it tonight on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up? What is up, Uptempo family? Uh, it's Blake and Dustin. We're here tonight. Uh, it's the live edition. Look, uh, my boy Dustin had his surgery today. Uh, so happy he made it. Uh, I've been under the weather. Woke up this morning. Uh, just felt like uh, absolute death. So, uh, <laughs> but but one thing one thing we told one thing we told our our following and our fans and everything is we're not gonna we're not gonna sit one out on you. You know, uh, we uh, show up, baby. Yeah, we show up. Rain, shine, sleet, or snow. Uh, we're here, and we're here to talk about some Auburn football. Yeah, and I know Saturday, Dustin. I, I know it hurt and it it stings, and uh, you know it's it's really difficult to get over, right? Uh, but I feel like we're I feel like we're gonna get there, brother. I do. I feel like we're gonna move past this, and there's a lot of bright things ahead of us. Uh, but for before we get in here tonight, brother, I, like I said, you had surgery today. How are you feeling? Man, like I said, man, I appreciate you for being here. Oh, uh, yeah. Like you said, man, we play hurt. It ain't nothing but a thing. Uh, that mama mentality, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, bro. I, I'm good, man. I uh, appreciate everybody reaching out and, and showing me love today. Um, they put like a nerve blocker in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't even feel my left arm. Like if I go to squeeze my hand, I, I, I literally can't do it. So that was supposed to uh, wear off tomorrow and then the pain will set in. So I don't know. Uh, drugged up, feeling good, ready to talk some Auburn football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, Dustin. Love it, Dustin. And uh, look, man, tough loss in the Iron Bowl. Our, our head coach, he takes time out of his day Monday morning and he mm-hmm. schedules a press conference. Um. And he basically wanted to tell the fans a little bit of, it, of what was on his mind, right? Um, yeah. Dustin, it, it kind of hit home with me because I said, hey, this is a guy that gets it, man. This is a guy that he understands the job, the task at hand. He gets the Auburn fan base. He knows what we've went through. And he knows what this place can be, Dustin. And for him to take the time out of his day where it wasn't a scheduled press conference and he opened up to us and told us, hey, those kids are heartbroken. They're heartbroken from what happened Saturday night, but we're going to get past it. How did you feel about Hugh Freeze making that press conference? And we got a couple of clips. We'll play them here in a minute from that presser. But, man, just your overall thoughts on Hugh setting that up and making it happen. Yes, yeah, awesome because – um. Like you said, he just gets it right, and he he kind of knows, like, okay, um, we'll meet again. We'll reconvene for a bowl game presser at some point, but if I don't address the way that Iron Bowl ended, that's all you're going to be asking me in the in the bowl game presser, right? So let's go ahead. You know, we, it was uh, in a game like that, you, you know, go ahead and address the fan base. He knew that everybody had a ton of questions. Pulled our uh, – actually talked to our guy Mike G yesterday on the phone. He told me about Hugh pulling him off to the side and uh, explaining to him kind of what happened on that final play, like diagrammed for it. So um, that kind of told me, like like, like you mentioned, him getting it. And also, like, he, he wants people to understand, and he cares about the message that gets out there. And he knows that the Auburn family is hurting. 
And uh, he at least wanted to acknowledge that. Because, I mean, how many head coaches, Blake, are going to agree to a, a press conference that's not – like they don't – that they don't have to. I mean, our, 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 our last one certainly didn't give a damn about how we felt or, <laughs> or what we thought. So it's refreshing, man. And, uh, you know, this – it, whether he'll be successful or not at all, but it's to be determined, you know, me and you think that he will. But one thing that you can't say is that, uh, that the man doesn't care and he's not trying, he's, he's working hard and he does care. That's where I'm at. Dustin is, uh, it, it just showed that, that he understands, man. And he, he's just, he's a guy that's, he's going to work hard. He's going to build something. And you look at Ole Miss right now, like he really put Ole Miss on the map and, <laughs> They can say what they want over there, but uh, Hugh laid that foundation. And uh, I honestly think that he can get back. He can bring Auburn back to what we once were. And we saw that Saturday, man. Look, guys, I'm going to pull something up for you real quick. Uh, One of my my favorite players, real quick. Uh, One of my favorite Auburn players of all time. Yesterday. I'm still down in the dumps about the Iron Bowl, Dustin. But but guess what? I had to send something out to a player because when I saw Hugh do the presser, I said, man, they get it. Like, the whole team bought in to showing up Saturday. The whole team, they gave it everything they had for Hugh. They could have given up after New Mexico State. A lot of us thought they mm-hmm. would. Like, I mean, I thought – I, I picked this to get blown out. Like yeah, I thought I was clicking, you know? Yeah. And I just I, I come to myself and and I messaged Jalen Simpson. And I said, Hey bro, I just wanted to tell you that what you did for Auburn football will never be forgotten. We will look back in 10 years from now and know that 36 put down the foundation to bring back Auburn football to where it used to be. I hate that we couldn't get it done the other night because I know you boys wanted it like your life depended on it. But we're going to be okay. We are forever grateful for you, Simp. Thank you, bro, for everything you've done for our program. He messaged me back, and he said, I honestly did my best. Man, that dude right there, that dude right there is – he is Auburn, Dustin. Mm -hmm. He is Auburn, man. And uh, I can just – I know we went six and six, but I look at Hugh Freeze – and how he got these guys to rally around him and give that one last effort. It, it, it means a lot to the fan base. And for him to step out yesterday morning and do that, you know, it just shows that uh, the, the kids the kids that he's recruiting, that's got to send a message as well, Dustin. Those high school kids, they look at him and they're like, man, like you said, he didn't have to do that. He just took one of the most heart-wrenching losses of his career and he wanted to give an explanation. I think even though we look at it and say we, we're 6-6, six and six, we lost to New Mexico State, uh, we're going to a bowl game, Dustin. And I think we got to be I think we got to be proud of that. Uh, but we're bringing in on the edge of a top 10 recruiting class, Dustin. Like we got we got to be proud. We got to we gotta buckle we gotta buckle the seatbelt one more time, Dustin. And we gotta go back to work during during bowl prep and uh and this bowl game. And and let's get a dub, man. Let's get a dub, Dustin. I mean, how do you feel about 
the the preparation up to the bowl game because that's the first clip I'm going to play is Hugh kind of talking about that. Yeah. Um. First, when you when you talk about like guys being balled in and still coming out after the New Mexico State game and showing effort, and then you talk about recruits, boy, like Perry Thompson's balled in. Yep. Walker White's balled in, right? Like the guys that are on board, they've bought into the message. They get it. They know what Hugh's trying to do. Uh, and it's funny. It's really funny to watch kind of some of the reaction, like when we lose a game. Okay, now this guy's not coming. Oh, Cam Coleman's not coming now. We lost New Mexico State. Like Hugh never told Cam Coleman we were going nine and three. That's not that's not the message that's being sold. Um, and I know Cam's not committed yet, but I'm just saying, like the guys that are committed are completely bought in. And then the guys that aren't are hearing the message. They understand it, and it's it's appeasing to them. And what other message do you have to sell if you are here, right? Like your two rivals are running college football, so you got to sell something. And I think he's I think he's packaged it nicely, uh, worked well with what he had to uh, work well with what he had in front of him. As far as the the bowl prep, yeah, dude, young guys reps, and um, it'll be <clears throat> it'll be funny to it'll, it'll be fun to see how many guys we have left, you know, that's, I, I just, I don't like the way that college football set up right now to where bowl games kind of feel like this whole thing after the season, it still goes on your record. They're still keeping score. I think it should mean something. Um, so like the names that have hit the portal for us so far and the names that I've heard that haven't announced yet are nothing that we can't live without. I just worry about uh, the depth going in there a little bit, but you've got these extra practices. So it's time to, it's time to find out what, I mean, like, like in the clip you're about to play, like we're losing some guys most likely in that defensive backfield. Let's see what they got, man. And we're, they're all talented, right? We got a bunch of young, talented cats. And then uh, guys like Zach Etheridge on that coaching staff, let's let's give him the necessary money that he needs to stay in Auburn. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, a lot I of recruiting agree. going on right now, like keeping your own guys type thing, right? Yep, I agree 100%, Dustin. Let's play that clip uh, because I think what Hugh says here – is very crucial to next year and the position group that he points out. So if you haven't listened uh, to the presser from yesterday from Hugh Freeze, here's one clip uh, that that me and Dustin really really liked. I'm not I'm not uh, one that grinds them during bowl. I'm really not. I want them to enjoy the the, the journey and the process. Um, try to get our young kids a lot of work. Hopefully get them in the game. Uh, some, particularly those DBs. Uh, we need to see. We need to get those young DBs a lot of reps in in those games. Um, we think they have a chance to be really good players, the T. Scotts and Ken Lees and Terrence Loves and Sylvester Smiths and um, you know that group of kids that that uh, and J. C. Hart. We, we all think they have a chance to, and they're going to have to play next year. So we need to need to see them, and uh, but we'll we'll see. What, I'm going to sit down today. That's one of the things on my list, and just make a hypothetical practice schedule based on the the bowls that I think we could end up going to. So I have that ready. Mm. Dustin, what do you think about that? First off, I'm a little concerned we're not hearing uh, JD Rim's name, but we'll see how that situation plays out. That's definitely a guy that I was looking at coming into this upcoming season. Like this is the time that JD is going to step up and shine. But look, if if that situation doesn't work out, there's tons of guys there. Hugh named him. I'm really excited for a guy like Sylvester Smith. Terrence Love was a big time recruit. A guy that stayed committed to Auburn for a long time. Like a guy that 
Um, like a Jalen Simpson, a guy that you can look at and say, this guy like loves Auburn. He wants to be at Auburn. He was committed across multiple coaches staffs, if I'm not mistaken, and really been locked into Auburn for a long time. Kind of like a, a, a Amon Lane, right? Yep. Um, and in, in the current class this year, just it was been is about Auburn. So there's a lot of young cats in there. I want to see, I want to see him play, man. I want to see how they perform. Uh, this will be really exciting. And then like on the, I know it wasn't a clip right there, but speaking your language here on that offensive side of the ball, there's no reason why Caleb Burton shouldn't be getting 50 balls or not 50, excuse me, five, 10 balls, 50 balls during the week. Right. Yeah. Like, like feed, like feed him. Um, so yeah, yeah, dude, it's, uh, we, we got a lot of young guys in there and this is something too, right? Like when we talk about this being a build, Blake, I'm already looking at this roster next year. And I'm saying, man, this is going to be a young roster. There's going to be some growing pains. It's you know, uh, next year might not be you know the ten and two or or whatever. It's going to be some some growing pains still. This program still has a lot of building to do. But it was crucial for us to find the six wins, man, and get these extra practices. And I did want to uh, touch a comment, Blake, and uh, get here some of these comments that uh, mm-hmm. I got. Uh, where's it we got? Our guy Brad. Brad says last bowl game prediction I saw was us playing Oklahoma State. I gotta say something about this, bro, because I looked at this today too when I was just sitting there in the hospital. Um, why in the hell is a six and six Auburn team? We got no business playing nine and three Oklahoma State. You hear me? Got no business. But maybe we have to call a South Alabama's coach and figure out what in the world he did because them Jags put it on him. Uh, yeah, they're playing in their conference championship game, bro. Like, yeah, like, and we're and, and you're trying to play six and six Auburn team that's lost two games in a row and got smoked by New Mexico State. This one's terrible. I like the Northwestern matchup. I like the Georgia Tech matchup. I've seen. I got no problem with the Wisconsin one, uh, and I think I saw one with Houston. But this one right here, I have a big problem with this one because it doesn't make any sense. You know, they did that to Oklahoma last year. Oklahoma went six and six, and they put them up against Florida State in the bowl game. And Florida State was nine and three, and I'm like. Dude, I mean, Oklahoma gave Florida State a game and everything, but I'm like, why? Like, you know Oklahoma's not – why? Like, I just didn't understand it. I guess money, you know. Remember when we played uh, Remember when we played Baker in the Sugar Bowl and yeah. we were like eight and four? And I'm like, we got no business being in the Sugar Bowl. We're going to get routed. Yeah. And we got routed. I know Houston was Houston, but they were 11 and two, and we were six and six. Uh, Tank yeah. Dale sure is tearing it up in the NFL, by the way. Mm. So. Mm. I got Charles Blake. He says that he became a member. Let's appreciate go. you, Charles. Yeah, appreciate you, buddy. And uh, Charles has been rocking with us for a minute. Good evening, Charles. Uh, James saying, what's up? Hey, thank you, James. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, they, uh, they had to go in there and get a bunch of bone chips out of my elbow. It's been a fun, fun year for me. Samuel Sniper says, how do you guys feel about the smoke with TC potentially coming back on the planes? I just want him to unblock me on Twitter. I don't know what I did. Oh, uh, let me be <laughs> honest with you. That ain't had I, I – I want him back, man. I want him back. Look, I'm a mobile guy, all right? Everybody knows uh, I, I want everything with mobile up at Auburn. And the guy's an Auburn great. He, he's, uh, he's got a legacy there, man. Amend things, like, like iron things out, do what you got to do. Uh, maybe whatever happens in the past, get it right. Get that son of a gun back to Auburn because he can recruit. And he's going to bring elite talent. And he's one of our greatest players in history, all right? He's one of our best quarterbacks we've ever had. Get him back to the Plains. Work whatever you got to do out. 
And let's make it happen, Dustin. Jackson Hall says Oklahoma State would not be a fair draw. And then Jackson, like I bet a lot of people, Blake does not agree with you on Damian Craig returning. I get it. I and get yeah, it. It's a, it's a toxic, right? My, my thing would be are it turned toxic because obviously like you have toxic relationships. How many people from that situation, those situations are even still around? But then the question also is, are you just a toxic personality? Um, Could be and, it. And, and I don't I don't know the guy, so I'm I can't make a claim one way or the other. I hear stories, but you know, until I meet somebody personally, I'm not gonna sit there and make that claim. You know, Dustin, one thing about that is I put that on Twitter like back in 2020 was like, hey, like what about DC? And I'm not gonna say who like DM'd me. I'm not gonna throw this person's name out there. Um, but he was like, Will never happen. Mm. And I was just like Alrighty then, like, and and like, I wasn't even like this podcast wasn't even a thing, right, right? You know, so like, he didn't even know who I was, you know, and and like, so I'm not gonna, you know, it could happen, and I and like I said, I'm a mobile guy. DC's a mobile guy. Um, if it did happen, man, the way he recruits and everything, I would love it. Um, and and he was he was let go uh, from A and M today. Mike Elko chose not to. Uh, retain him as the wide receivers coach at AM. So, hey, who knows, man? Who knows? What do you think about this one? Brian Brian asked, can we get a rematch of New Mexico State and Birmingham? Is this a thing? I don't think it's going to happen. I, I hope think. not. I'll uh, answer your question, Brian. I don't want it. Man, I, I kind of want that get back. I, I would kind of want that get back. And then if we got smoked, then it would – Okay, well, you can you can take your ass into Birmingham this time. I represented us last time, so you can go there this time and you can deal with it. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, what's the uh, the, the Music City Bowl? Uh, who was it? Uh, I saw – maybe that's Georgia Tech. I saw us versus Georgia Tech in Nashville. That yeah. would be an awesome game. Like, that would be – that would probably be my favorite one, obviously because of the, the old-school rivalry and then both fan bases – can uh can get up there and we know that Auburn fans can take over Nashville for sure. No doubt. No doubt. And the the old rivalry with Georgia Tech, man. That would be really yeah, cool that'd be fun, to man. get that back. Yeah, I think the last time we played them was uh what was that like Cox's freshman year when Calvin Johnson got us and I think Cox threw like four or five pits because it was his first start and we barely gave it away. Am I remembering that right? That song gum would come back in battle though, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and then the year before we went to Georgia Tech and got beat like week two, and that's when yeah yeah I'm starting to remember now yep. Oh no, it was 03. 03, We went to Georgia Tech. We didn't get him in 04, and then we played him back in Jordan Hare in 05. Cox's first start. That's how that went. I don't want to see us play Georgia Tech. Why not? Uh, I think Brad. I'm looking at Brad. I know you. Yeah, know. I know. I was reading. I said, I was there. Tell us, tell us why not, Brad. You don't like the matchup. I think it would just be fun, man. It would it would throw some spice on bowl week, you know. I I think that's one thing with bowl week is it's kind of like with the portal opening up and everything, and and uh, there's just not a whole lot of sauce and excitement on bowl week. I think if you threw an Auburn and a mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, people would get excited about that. They'd be like, hey, you know, it, it's it's Auburn to Atlanta, uh, put us in Nashville. Both fan bases can travel and and pack the stadium out. I think it would be awesome. I do too. So, Blake, you want to get into this next clip? Yeah, man. Uh, I'll uh, I'll roll it over. I, look, 
another one that uh, I think Hugh Freeze gets it, Dustin. And we'll play it right here, and I'll get your thoughts on it. I'm absolutely, positively, totally convinced this place can be an elite program. Now, being an elite program in this conference, there's some others, too, in it. Does that mean you're going to win every single game? Probably not. I don't know if many teams are going to do that anymore, truthfully. Um, but uh, we should be in every game. And this this place, the support it has, the energy, the fan base, the culture, the family feel, uh, the administration alignment, um, everything, it, it, the facilities – you know, everything is here um, for us to build, and I say build, these things don't happen overnight, um, to build a championship team. And it's here, and we can do it. And I do think it's important that we recruit young men that understand they're going to be blessed by being at Auburn. We have the resources to bless them. But entitlement doesn't come with that, and they need to fit the culture and, and, and the standard that should be for everybody, irregardless of how blessed you feel you are. Mm. What would you feel about that, Dustin? Uh, by blessed, he means paid. <laughs> That's what he means. Uh, I've had some conversations this week with a couple different people. Blake, you know what they told me? Auburn dropping bags. Mm. Auburn dropping bags. So if Auburn – uh, with, with guys like Cam Coleman, um, it's not about having the biggest bag because anybody will match it, right? But, like, so the offer's going to be the same across the board. Like, he's going to pick whatever team ultimately he wants to go with because he can get whatever he wants to get. But the good thing is, is that Auburn has the ability to say, okay, this is what you want. We have it. And that's how you get a guy like Waller. That's how you get these guys like Perry Thompson. That's the name of the game right now. Um, so that's what he means when he says blessed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, this is, we, we, we know this, you know, and it's, uh, we know that Auburn has everything to win. We've seen us, uh, watch us win it in, in 2010. I watched us get cheated in 04, watch us get there, you know, in 2013. Like we know that we have it. Um, you, you've made good points this season about Oklahoma and Texas coming in there. So you've got two more teams joining the league. So you better be, you better have your eyes dotted and your T's crossed, right? You better yep. be ready to go. And I mean, I was sitting there reading a KJ Lacey article before we got started. And it just seems like we have been in these recruiting battles lately with Texas. This is becoming a thing and we're just going to have to get used to it and, uh, and, and talk about having bags. We know Texas got bags, right? And uh, it'll be fun to watch them at Texas A&M. I'll be I'll be interested to watch a, a a a four or five star coming out of Texas picking between Texas or Texas A and M in the next couple of years. Watch to see how just how uh, how high his NIL deal gets. Right, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, we have everything, bro. It's all it's all in place, um, and it's happening. It's just you have to. The last guy thought that you could just be the coach at Auburn and that Auburn was going to do what it needed to do. And you have to try. Like, he he took the Auburn sales itself literally. Like, I don't have to do anything. The five stars are just going to come here. And that's obviously not the way it works, especially when you have what you have with a guy like Kirby Smart and a guy like Nick Saban who are just relentless. And um, <clears throat> you're going to drown in this league. You're going to drown if you don't recruit at a high level. And with a schedule that Auburn has played historically, if you're not recruiting in the top ten, well, you're going six and six. And you saw the commitment we got today, right, from the 2025 defensive line. 
and that's where it's got to start. Like it's got to start in uh, it's got to start where in the trenches. That's where we got to start building it at, and uh, we've got all the resources to do it. I'm proud of Auburn Blake in this sense. When NIL hit, it was a brand new thing that caught a lot of people off guard, right? And I don't think that when it first hit, like Auburn, because we had the initial collective that I don't even remember the name of it, but then on the victory came in, bought them out and took over. And that happened relatively quick. And we're still pretty early in the NIL age. And I think that Auburn um, is ahead of a lot of schools. And I think that we're one, I think we're doing it above the board. I don't think that we're, uh, we're, we're really trying to follow the rules, do it. And there's not a lot of rules right now. Um, but I think that we're trying to do things the right way. So I'm really impressed with the the alignment. Like it's like for the first time in 10, 15 years, it seems to me like these guys that everybody behind the scenes is really locked in and knows what it takes. And I'm just really impressed with the organization and everybody kind of being all headed in one direction, all headed in one goal, understanding it takes talent. You got to have money. Let's play the game but let's do it the right way. And Blake is lifelong Auburn fans. Everybody's seen Auburn not have their stuff together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very proud of Auburn for being able to handle this NIL thing the way they have. And uh, it came and we were ready. And now we're up here with the big dogs. I agree. And I think you made a point right there about the last guy and how Hugh talks about this and how Auburn has everything it needs to win at a championship level. And the last guy, I also want to, bring this in is Alan Green is the guy who hired the last guy. All right. And I feel like he gets let off the hook a lot. All right. It was a, it was a hot tub conversation. All right. And I don't, I'll never understand how it happened. All right. I really won't never. Um, We knew it wasn't a fit. We knew it wasn't going to work. He didn't want to recruit. And now you have a guy right here who's telling you, hey, this place can win. And it can win at a championship level. We're going to we're gonna conquer the NIL. We're going to get out and bust our tails. We're going we're gonna to capture our fan base. And we are going to bring them in to on to victory. We're going to give them things behind the scenes. All right? We're, we're going to give them all access. And all you got to do is pay $17 a month. You get all access. All right. It, it's it's that simple. You get all access. You get things from players. Uh, you get videos, uh, recaps, interviews from players, all kind of stuff. And it comes from Hugh Freeze having a vision. And he's, he's just a winner, man. He's a winner. Yeah. And – you, you saw it last Saturday. He's a winner. And even though it didn't, you know, it didn't go the way we wanted to the last three or four minutes of that game, he said, hey, we're going to shake it off and we're going to be right back. And we're going to bring elite level kids in here who have the same beliefs that we have, who are going to work their tails off in order to get Auburn to a 12-team playoff. Mm. And uh, I, I think that's all you can ask for, you know, is – I know the season didn't end like we wanted it to, but you got to look. You you got to look at the bright side, man. You got to look at the bright side. You got you got Cam Coleman in the palm of your hands, man. Can you flip him? You know you you flipped 
You flipped a couple guys already. You got Bryce Kane, who is early enrolling at Auburn. Like, you have talent coming, man. And I can tell you this, tight end and wide receiver, two positions that I'm never worried about with Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Facts. Never. Never. Never worried. Like, I'm just – I think he's going to get elite talent there uh, no matter what. And just look at how bad – one thing that really stands out to me is look at how bad our offensive line was last year, Dustin. He was only on the job for a couple months, man. And and look how much improvement that O-line made. And pass it up through the portal. Like, he literally went and got some G5 dudes and said, hey, look, we're going to patch this thing up. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be the best offensive line in Auburn history, you know. But it's going to look better than what it did last season. I can guarantee you that. Man, we got to be positive. We got to – we got to lift our heads up, and uh, I know that one Saturday hurt, but we got to shake it off, and we got a bowl game to play. And I like what Hugh said, man. Let the kids enjoy the bowl week. Don't ride them. Uh, don't get after them. Let them enjoy the process. Grind in them practices. Have fun. And, look, as a fan base, don't flip out if we lose the bowl game, okay? Like, I know it would suck and it would hurt. Two and but- seven in our last nine. I know, but uh, the way bowl games are played nowadays, man. Yeah, it's goofy. Yeah, it's it's you got your players opting out and going to the draft and all this stuff. So um, I just want us to play hard. I want us to play hard, and uh, and then let's look ahead to to twenty twenty four, and let's stop talking about the kick six. <laughs> hey look when you you talk about when you said uh Hughes a winner something that kind of popped into my head there was um Dabo Sweeney boy did this NIL stuff not hit him like a ton of bricks yep and you talk about what Hughes done with War Eagle Plus and on the victory behind the scenes trying to get all that together shout out to Bruce Pearl by the way shout out to Bruce Pearl because uh, Bruce put his f- basketball facility on hold, his basketball only facility on hold. That way, that the the university as a whole could get onto victory running right. That's an Auburn man. That's a uh, that's an Auburn man if I've ever if I've ever seen one. So big shout out to Bruce for that. And now with the facility in place, with the NIL in place, yeah, dude, Hugh knows he's got everything. We're sitting our our 2025 class is sitting in fifth. It's gonna finish in top three. I I feel pretty like what just watch it. Just you watch what he's about to do in this twenty twenty five class. You know what top five recruiting classes do, Dustin? I know what they do if you stack them. They win national championships. Unless you're Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that's just, that was a disaster, man. Look, you know, I'm not trying to get off topic right here, but I'm sorry, bro. Texas AM just ain't the place that I, I think everybody thinks it is. Like I had a couple people on Twitter the other day get at me and was like, bro, you're crazy. Texas A&M has everything to win. Yeah, bro, you can have all the money that you you want. But Texas and Oklahoma dominates, mm, dog. Good point. Like, they're your big bro. And you've never won anything. You never will win anything. Because now they're coming to your conference. They're trailing you. And they're saying, hey, they're knocking on the door. And they're saying, hey, guess what? We're back. All right, we're here. I'm sorry. I just don't think that Texas A&M is uh, what everybody thinks it is. 
And I think that's Jimbo. I, I don't know, man. Like just he never wanted to make a make a change. He never wanted to upgrade that stale 2010 offense that just wasn't getting it done, man. Yeah. I mean, but that's for another day. And it seems like he has a problem running programs, right? Like it seems like behind the scenes, the locker room just doesn't really. Yeah, like they were smoking weed in the locker room last year before a game. That is the craziest thing I have ever. On the road, bro. So you put the weed on the plane, went on the road, and was blowing down in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Listen, uh, and Hugh, Hugh had a mess to clean up, but he he's doing a good job. Uh, Daniel, Daniel says, yeah, Dan. And it says Dabo calls his fan bandwagons. Yeah, because um, look, like I said, I just said that Dabo wasn't quite ready for the NIL, and I disagree with the way that his his policy on the portal, and I disagree with his if you're committed to Auburn or committed to Clemson, then you can't go take another OV. Like I feel him though. I feel where he's coming from, but like you just can't get down like that in today's age, and you're kind of seeing them start to fall behind. But on the point of, of him calling his fans bandwagon fans, I would yeah, Clemsoning used to be a word. Yeah, like Clemsoning, it meant something. It meant like, hey, we're, you're going to start off seven and zero and then finish seven and five, or you're going to be up thirty-one to zero versus a, a top five Florida State team and lose thirty. Like it meant you were going to mess up. And then he brings Natties there, so I can understand why Dabo feels a little salty when all of a sudden he's going <laughs> eight and four, and then and the fans are like, "You got to go, bro. This ain't the standard." And he's like, "I well, who built the standard?" So I feel him on that. Teresa says, uh, try living amount. The Aggies, my daughter chose Auburn because everyone she knew was going to A&M or UT and I live amongst the Aggies, what she meant to say, I believe. Uh, my daughter chose Auburn because everyone she knew was going to A&M or to UT University of Texas and all the parents, uh, we got some errors here, Teresa and all the parents at wound here. Oh, you have to retry. Around. Get, I think she was around. Okay, I got you around here. I got you. I got you. Um, I tell you what, I've never been out to college station, but I hear it's, uh, I hear it's an amazing place though. Uh, I just I'm not a believer in that football program, but Bobby P Dustin, Arkansas Bro. official, man. Uh, it, uh... <laughs> Bro, college football is a crazy, crazy thing, man. <laughs> college football is crazy. Like I thought it was, I thought that was a spoof. Like I thought that was a skit. Yeah, dude. Nah. Hey, Get the Harley out, man. Hey, Arkansas. First game, all right, bring the Harley out. Let Bobby P ride it to the 50 and get in calling the hogs, man. Mm. Uh, yeah, man, Bobby P back to Arkansas. I mean, it's exciting. Um, hey, look, I'm not going to be the person, Dustin, that sits here and uh, and says, hey, uh, forgive Hugh Freeze, and then I'm, I'm going to down Bobby Petrino, right? Uh, yeah. He deserves he deserves another chance, man. Hey, go back to Arkansas and kill yeah. it. But it's weird to me, like that's just when you are already the head coach somewhere, to come back as the OC, that's that's tough. I I get it. Um, I think maybe he's just a he, he's just an Arkansas guy, man. He's just yeah. he's just one of those old country boys. Uh, you know Fayetteville. He loved Fayetteville. He wanted to get back there. Um. Yeah, man, good for him. He yeah. deserves it. Uh, I hope he, uh, you know, I hope he kills it unless they're playing Auburn. Oh no, he's gonna kill it. They'll go six and six if they if everything goes right, and they'll go seven and five at their very best because that's Arkansas ceiling. 
That's a fact. That's a I fact. Mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I say that. He got them to what, nine and three one time. So, you know, cool beans. P Pass says Starkville, not a bad place to visit. Recommended for the egg bowl. Look, I want to talk about this in Mississippi State. And I'm not I'm not blaming anybody for being hype or being excited. And I'm not saying they made a bad hire. I'm not. I don't know enough about their hire to, to determine it one way or the other. But brother, you would have thought that. Urban Meyer or Nick Saban just got hired. They put on a presentation, son. I mean, they had. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh huh. Elite play caller. Elite play caller. I understand, but I I know Mississippi State is going to be a tough place to win, right? We always talk about that. Everybody who watches every single week, uh, an extremely difficult place to win football games. Jeff Levy will bring a quarterback into Starkville, Mississippi. And that offense will compete. Uh, I know he's going to put together a good staff, man. He's a heck of a coach. He's young. There's a lot of promise in that hire. It's just going to be really tough to win games at that program. But as far as Starkville, Egg Bowl, the Junction, dog, that place, incredible, man. Like, yeah, their stadium, like, it isn't nice or anything. Like, it's not like, oh, wow, you know, um, but – the atmosphere for the Egg Bowl, man, if you ever get a chance to go, do it. It is – I mean, it's it's different, man. It's different. I want to shout out uh, Anthony Dixon's uncle for getting drunk and telling Cam Newton. <laughs> Come on, Cam Newton didn't go there because they were dog shit, not because yeah, – <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. it is a funny clip, though. It is a funny clip. Uh, Dialogue says, I can't believe Arky is riding with Titman next year. <laughs> That picture on the back of the Harley. That hey, picture on the back of the Harley. Sure, if you ain't seen that picture of uh, of of Titman riding the Harley or on the back of Petrino's Harley, uh, that's yeah. going around social media, man. That, that's funny right there. This is an A plus comment, brother. I like this. Yeah, that was. And and, and look, like if you're Arkansas, um, what is your stand? Like, what is your standard? Do you understand your place? And I'm I'm not saying that. that Pittman shouldn't have been fired. If they would have fired him, I would have said, like, I understand it. You had, like, it's obviously it's not headed in the right direction. But also, my whole thing with that was like, who are you going to go get that's going to make this thing any better? And I'm not saying just sit there and accept it. If he has another bad year, then okay, clear it out. But like, if you're Arkansas, I don't think that where they finish this year, four and eight, five and seven. Yeah, like yeah, you're gonna yeah. do that if you're Arkansas. That's just the nature of what you are. You're going to do that every time you do that. If you just go and fire your coach, then you're gonna be firing coaches like every two or three years. And mm. with with Texas and Oklahoma about to come over here, what are you what are you even about to be if it ain't basketball or baseball? It's a good point. So, <laughs> a good point. And and, and maybe they, maybe they have a list. Maybe they have guys that they think can run their program. And they're not available yet. Maybe they reached out to a couple people that they because no one's firing their coach, right? Without any kind of idea. Yeah. We were calling Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze back probably around Missouri time last year. Probably that San Jose State game, or maybe halftime of Penn State. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy, hold on. What is I love Yeah, you, you yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you left me to fend for myself. Um, we are Penn State just raining through my ears. Mm. Ugh, tough times, but yeah, if you're uh, it's 
looking at some of these programs and the hires they've made, it's just it's hard. It's a hard, like it's hard, man. There's not a lot of guys out there. And then you always put up like the dream list, you know, the Dan Lannings and all those kind of stuff. It's hard to go get those guys, man. And, and look at a guy last year that everybody was the hottest commodity in the world. That shine wore off that prime, didn't it? Mm. That shine wore off that prime. All of a sudden them L started stacking, man, them tweet impressions went down. The YouTube likes and the Instagram. What did Dan Lanning tell him? Uh, that Oregon was playing for, for wins and Colorado was playing for clicks. Mm, and no Oregon, flash, all substance, my guy said. Yeah, Oregon was rooted in substance. Woo! Hey, and, and a quick thing is like I'm gonna do the uh I'm gonna do my little Oregon podcast now that the season's over and let y'all know about the trip that I took and what my brother actually said to Dan Lanning about that. Thought it was hilarious. Dan laughed. Uh and he yeah, like shook me. Yeah, he, he shook my brother's hand and everything. <laughs> but uh Y'all think Blake Wild. Blake's brother's funny, man. Yeah, man. It's uh it, it was a fun time up there. But uh what uh Jonathan Hubbard, Dustin. I saw that comment. Uh, I think he's it's right here. He said, Do y'all think we make a change in offensive coordinator? Yes. Yes, yep. I do. Yep. Not only do I think we make I'll tell you what I want. I want it to be a lackey. I want it to be somebody I've never heard of. I want it when I, I want when I see our new OCs hire, I want to go, who the hell is that? Because I don't ever want to hear from him. Your job, his job should be to organize the offense and do whatever in practice. But what I when it comes to calling plays and what we're actually running, I want to see what we did post Ole Miss. And we will. So to answer your question, Jonathan, yeah. Uh I don't think there's 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 no um like animosity here. It's just Hugh tried to give up the play calling. He tried to kind of let somebody else run an offense, and then after the old Miss performance, he stepped in. He took over the offense, and then obviously it looked a whole lot different. So no, I do not expect Phil, uh, Philip Montgomery to be back next year. And my hope is is that uh, and I and I do believe that Hugh kind of realized. I need to run this thing because if I'm going to go down, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to go down doing my stuff. Yeah. I don't know who we go get, but I definitely agree that there will be a change. Look, I keep seeing the DC stuff in the comments and uh, I just want to, I just want to say something real quick all right, about DC Damian Craig, man, whatever happened, it happened. Um, LeBron left Cleveland dog and went to Miami. Sold the city. Something trending right now because people are putting eyeball emojis with DC. Yeah, I yeah I don't I don't. But look, LeBron sold Cleveland out. All right, city hated him. Didn't want him to ever come back. Guess what? He went back. Won him a championship. Man, I don't know what happened. What whatever. But uh, I don't know. I kind of you know. I'm a DC guy, man. I, I want to hate to stop, but I don't know who the I don't know who the OC is going to be. I just don't think it'd be Philip Montgomery. I think that was just a, uh, I think it was a test, and it didn't work. It failed, hmm. uh, and and Hugh said, "Hey, look, like you said, Hugh said, I got to take this. All right, this is me. Uh, I ain't going down like this." And it. And a couple so, people have asked in the comments who DC is. DC is Damian Craig. He was a quarterback for Auburn in the 90s and uh, one of the only two Auburn quarterbacks ever to throw for over 3,000 yards. 
and um, lost to Peyton Manning in the SEC championship game, I think 31 to 30. And uh, he coached at Auburn. He's coached at he's coached damn near at every team in the South, really, across the ACC and the SEC. But uh, yeah, that's who Damian Craig is. Ex Auburn player, uh, wide receiver, quarterback coach. He's just he's a he's one of the best recruiters in the in the nation, and that's that's undeniable. But um, everywhere he goes, he leaves in some controversy. So that's kind of why he's a he's a lightning rod, and uh, that's why you see the passion one way or the other when people are talking about him. Good at what he does, apparently can cause some problems sometimes, but I don't know that. Let's see. Uh, Bug Max says, I think Ken Austin will be promoted. What do you think about that? Well, this one I like. I like this a lot because Hughes still running the offense, and he knows Kent's strengths, and Kent can do Kent can do his thing, right? Yeah, I, I like promoting from within. Um, In this scenario, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, I saw – I can't remember who said in the comments, but somebody said uh, promote Caddy. I just don't know if Caddy's ready to run the offense. Mm. Um. And absolutely not, James. Yes. No, uh, he does He does not recruit, um, put Florida light years behind. Um, Made jokes I mean, about recruiting, actually. Yeah, and, and that's the funny thing, too, because if you watch Swamp Kings, James, if you watch Swamp Kings, Dan Mullen knew the process and what it took mm. to be great at Florida. Right. He was in those – he was on those championship teams. He was in those meetings with Urban Meyer. And then he become the head coach, and he didn't want to recruit. Like one of the most talented, richest states in America, and you're in Gainesville. You don't have to go but two, three hours south, and you're in a hotbed of talent. And you didn't even try. You didn't yeah. try. Uh, you were letting Oregon come down to Florida and scoop kids out of your backyard. Ridiculous. Like yeah. Florida's no. one of the Florida's one of the universities like Auburn, where you just got to try and you'll pull in a top twelve class at the least. Yep, I like this from Brad. Bring in Matt Luke and Hugh take over play calling. Hey, that, <laughs> Matt, bringing in Matt Luke would be special, man. That would be that would be big. I mean, we want to talk. Come on, man. I mean, the interior. Come on. I mean, we would start doing wonders up front come on i mean we all we always talk about that right yeah the recruiting man i would take that in a heartbeat uh heartbeat great great comment from brad yeah that's a good one i like that one a lot and he was uh he was seen on at a game this year right mike said uh don't know why auburn fans keep saying we need a new dc our defense carried us this year minus the last play uh, yeah, I'm all for Ron Roberts getting a raise. And I haven't seen outside of, you know, Blake, he admitted he was upset. I, I haven't seen too many people calling for, for um, Ron Roberts to go. Yeah, man, I was just in the heat of the moment. Um, I was just pissed off, honestly. Like, What would you give Ron Roberts a grade this year? <laughs> Dude, with what he had up front and, and his the staff that – People were sitting here um, contemplating, like, how how well we were going to be on defense with the lack of depth and what he had returning. And uh, we were thin at linebacker. I mean, dude, you got to give him a B plus, like, like A minus. Like, look, I know the New Mexico State thing, we can knock that down a little bit. Um, and that last play of the Iron Bowl, but you look at every game, and 
I'm not going to hold LSU against him. I'm not. That's yeah. just a that's just a freakish. I mean, that offense is freaky, man. But like, you look at every other game, dude, and like we were in it. And uh, that is one thing I'll say is I'm sorry to if Ron Roberts did see did see my tweet. I apologize. I was in the heat of the moment. Um, I was pissed off and I wasn't happy because we rushed two people and had a spy on fourth and 31. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, Hugh said in the presser, uh, I, I almost picked that clip. Uh, he said, we, we had two options there, you know, put pressure on them, see what happens or play the ball. We, we felt like playing the ball and, uh, we said we didn't keep our eyes on the ball. And uh, so, you know, it, it just sucks, man. Brad says two difference makers on the front is all we needed. And then P pass follows up and says, you wonder what if echo had stayed? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That, um, that would have been, that would have been nice. And then, uh, yeah. Bug says hard to do much on defense with hardly any pass rush. We completely agree. And, uh, got some grades coming in a plus from our guy or a minus from our guy P pass. Jonathan Hubbard giving uh, him a B plus. I'm gonna give Ron Roberts. I'm gonna give him a B plus as well, uh, because like Blake said, the just not having the guys up front. I've made the point a couple of times now after the Iron Bowl. Like I just kind of really giggled at a true freshman getting hurt, and then basically telling him like, "Son, you got to be okay." And that was my feeling. Like when he got hurt, I was like, "Keldrick, you have to be okay." Yep. Like we can't afford for you to be hurt. So it, it is what it is. And um, so that's just kind of where we're at. And I thought that whether it be rushing Keontae, he did some stuff with Donovan uh, early in the season before Donovan started battling injuries. I mean, there was we had a couple games there in the middle before Austin Keys came back where Eugene Asante and Larry Nixon did not come off the field. And that's tough. That's tough. And shout out to our guy, Josh Aldridge, because my God, the linebackers got better and you got the best out of that room. You got the absolute best out of Eugene Asante, Larry Nixon, and those boys, man. Like, Yeah, Austin Keys. Austin Keys made such an improvement mm-hmm. uh, from, from game one. He's going to be nice next year, Blake. Yeah, he struggled game one, and, and I was a little uncertain on Austin Keys. Uh, but when he come back from injury, the difference maker that he was, uh, a big shout-out to that group, man, like, uh, they they played their ass off, and they were one of the most criticized groups going into the season. Mm-hmm. They were. Our guy Jazzy popping in, Blake. What's up, Jazzy? Jazzy Jazz. says, what's up, my homie? What's up, buddy? It's almost that time. This class is going to be special. Do you think we get both Coleman and Williams? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'll let you go first on the Ryan Williams, Mr. Mobile. Man. Um, no. I do not feel like we get Ryan Williams. I want to say yes. I want to say yes. But there's some things that are a little concerning to me. Like he did an interview after the Iron Bowl, and he always says we with Alabama. I noticed that. He always says we won the game. Mm -hmm. We are going to the SEC championship. My dad and I are going to try to make the SEC championship to watch us next Saturday. The way Perry talks about us, yeah. Yes. And uh, that kind of threw me off. I was wanting to get on the hype train. Um, 
I was wanting him to go to Auburn, um, and and I hope he does because he he's he's elite, man. Like he's one of the greatest high school football players I've ever seen. Mm. And uh, down here in Mobile, like two five one, man, that's that's a lot because we had Julio Jones, Pat White. Like we can keep going on and on and on. And um, as far as Cam Coleman, I think today might have been the dagger for Cam Coleman at A and M. Uh, with D.C. getting let go by Mike Elko. Mm-hmm. I do not think Cam Coleman stays committed to A&M. I think you could see some action kind of start working here in the next couple of days with him decommitting from there. Um, I know Florida – wasn't it Florida that was trying to make a late push? Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Florida might be – you know, Florida might be getting in there, but I can't imagine yeah. – uh, it was it was Florida State that was always really high on his list. So if Florida yeah, has Florida popped State. in there, then they're not – um, yeah, I know DG was telling me he like he was talking about Florida, uh, like trying to get down there for a visit or whatever. I don't know if it ever panned out, yeah. but um, I think Cam is gonna flip the script. Been a minute since we said that. Mm-hmm. I think Cam's gonna flip the script with Phoenix City kids, Ooh, okay. and I think he is going to uh, com- commit and sign with Auburn on National Signing Day. And I think him and Perry are kind of locked in together, man. I think they've been talking. And uh, I think this is going to be a special wide receiver group. Yeah. So the way that Blake talks about Ryan Williams, about him being the best high school player he's ever seen, Cam Coleman is the best high school player that I've ever seen. Now, we'll see what my arm does. I can't get it wet. And so if it rains Friday, I ain't going to make it up to Sarah Lamb versus Pike Road. I really want to get to that game, man. If it stays dry, I'm going to get up there. So I will get to see Ryan Williams, get to see my, my guy Malik Blockton, who, by the way, 109 tackles on the D line. Yeah. Good God almighty, son. He's got 30 tackles for loss and 14 sacks. I really want to get up to that game and check Ryan Williams and Malik out. Um, and KJ Lacey, we're making a push here for KJ Lacey, the Sarah Lamb quarterback that's currently committed to Texas. But, uh, I feel that way about Cam Coleman, Jazzy. And I mean, I've told you this in person. Uh, I hung out with Jazzy the night after uh, I went and saw Cam Coleman put up 300 yards receiving and four tutties for on Auburn High. So Jazzy knows how I feel about Cam. Um, and I agree with Blake because now I will say this, um, you know, the fake Twitter insiders that are telling you that this has already happened or they're, they're hinting at it type thing. Cause they don't want to, you know, you know the game. Hint at something, and then if it does happen, say, "Oh, you know." Yeah. Um, there's literally somebody on Twitter that calls himself Tiger Insider, and I'm just uh, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, don't believe any of those. Uh, I I feel pretty comfortable having some conversations and saying that like Cam, this decision's not final, right? Like he's got he's got meetings to have and, and some, some some things still to go. And I, and look, he's playing for a state championship, and the kids want hell of a competitor. So while he's obviously doing his recruitment and all that publicly, I don't expect anything until after Phoenix city holds up that trophy and make no mistake about it. They're about to hold up that trophy. Um, but yeah, I agree with Blake. I think that Cam Coleman's going to ultimately end up at Auburn because where else, where are you going to go? Like the way this, the way the A&M situation has played out with the amount of time left here coming up on December 20th. And I know that I guess he could wait. I don't know if he wants to be, uh, I can't remember if he wants to be an early enrollee or not. Um, I need to look into that, but you're running out of time here and it's getting to that point to where it's like, brother, nobody wants you more than we do. And like we talked about with our guy, Philip Dukes, 
come home, dog. Like, like be, like be the guy. Like, like with if Perry Thompson comes in and has a thousand yards receiving, then obviously we're gonna love him and all that. But like being, being the guy, one, like you said, flipping the script from the Phoenix City curse, that would mean a lot. And just being like, you're from the town, like you're, but you're from 30 minutes up the street, bro. Like to come in and do it, uh, it would, it would just hit different, right? You talked about LeBron earlier, like him winning that title in Cleveland. It, that one is the one that I bet he's going to take to his grave. That, that yeah. one is the one that hits the most, man. Putting on for your city just means something different. And I think that Cam Coleman, ultimately, I don't see like of all the options on the table, that one seems like the best one to me. And then Jazzy pops back in. We appreciate you, big dog. Jazzy yeah. with another $20 super chat says, also, McLeod and Waller, are you kidding me? QB Hospital. Jazzy, Joe Phillips and Waller. Joe Phillips and Waller. And then you can take you can you can do different things with TJ Lindsay. You can do oh. different things with Malik Blockton. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking Nichols, the defensive tackle that we've signed uh down there in South Florida because he's a three-star nose tackle, but like he's got a job to do, right? Yeah. He's he's not, you know, he comes out after the game and he's got three tackles and it doesn't make any news, but you turn on the film and he's doing his job. And then look at the guys that are at the next level behind this D-line, Jazzy. Look at those guys. Because you know what you know Ron Roberts is going to use an athlete like Marcus Reddick to rush the passer. You know he's going to figure out a way if he can rush the passer with Eugene Asante. You seen DJ Barber play? Whew. That kid. That kid's a torpedo, bro. He reminds me of Trey Blackman with his head on straight. That them kid's is, a beast. Them and Sarah Land's going to be fun to watch in the state championship. Yes. Yes, it is. Clay, it is. Yeah. Clay and Sarah Land's going to be fun, man. That'll, that'll, that'll be a good one. That'd be a blast. I wish it wasn't in Tuscaloosa this year. If it was in Auburn, that's one of them I'm going up there type things. But uh, I'll stay away from Tuscaloosa. But, Jazzy, we do appreciate you, brother. And, yes, man, like, I, I that you can now find a way to have – you're going to have Joe Phillips, you're going to have Waller, and you're going to have Reddick. Like, these names, bro, this is uh, – yeah, it's going to be special. And we talked about what Ron Roberts did with what he had. Man, once he's – because because – Waller, like Ron Roberts is not um Ron Roberts is not a big recruiter and it's not his job. Like he has he's not being asked to recruit heavily for us. And he was all in on Waller. He recruited Waller really, really hard. And that meant a lot to Waller because he knows, right, that like he talks to the other recruits and it's like, oh, well, I'm the only one he's calling like that. They really Ron Roberts really wanted Waller and they really wanted TJ Lindsay. They really wanted TJ Lindsay more than they wanted a lot of guys. They wanted TJ Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think it makes me feel pretty good that they circle people and they go get them. But yeah, bro, this is uh that pass rush in the future. That thing going to be deadly. Jazzy <laughs> says, bro, I'm hyped. I'm hyped too, man. We got no choice, dude. We got no choice. Uh, you can do one of two things after losing a game like you did Saturday. You can do what the Bama fans do, which is watch us talk about it for an hour. And then try to troll us like we didn't give your team full credit and understand, you know. You can sit there and you can complain, bro. You can sit there and whine and moan. And you can say, uh, I saw some people out there this week on Twitter talking about, and and other social media apps as well. I told you all about Hugh Freeze and all this kind of stuff. You didn't tell anybody anything, man. You didn't didn't tell anybody anything. Uh, We improved. We went 5-7 and last year, didn't make a bowl game. Could finish 7-6 and this year, make a bowl game. When he took over last year, we were 58th in recruiting. 
he finished it out with a top 15 class. We're going to finish this year with a top 10 class. So, um, yeah, man, the uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons to be hyped. And you could just – Saturday was the biggest gut punch. Me and you talked about it, Blake. We felt like since the Natty, since the FSU loss yep. in the National Championship in the Rose Bowl. But I got no choice to put on my Auburn stuff the very next day. Say war damn eagle and, and put on for the squad. So you know what it is. Let's see. Uh oh, I like this. The retired veteran, Pensacola, Florida. I think commitment decisions will depend on if Auburn picks up one of these QBs that have already run to the portal. What do you think about this, Blake? And shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate your service, sir. And uh yeah. Pensacola, Florida. I see you, baby. Yeah, I love that. P Cola, baby, the panhandle. Uh yeah, look, we're getting a quarterback. I saw a couple of other people. Uh, forget who said it or who asked. Uh, we're getting a quarterback out of the out of the portal. Uh, I'm high on Riley Leonard from Duke. The injury concerns me a little bit, but uh, I think you know he'll be all right. That's what surgery's for, right? Is he? Uh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, is, no. he, uh, <laughs> is he? Um, how is his? How is his feet? I've only watched him a couple of times, but like, can he do the run part of the RPO well enough? Absolutely, absolutely. Duke can move. I mean, he's big. You know, but uh, he can move. Yeah, he can move, man. And uh, he's not as accurate as you would like, uh, but dude's a gamer, man. He's got that moxie. And uh, Cam Ward, excuse me. Uh, Man, I don't know how I've made it an hour. I don't either. I don't know how I've made it. Oh, that (laughs) that Percocet kicked in. (laughs) Uh, Look, Cam Ward. If this does happen and go down, I know he flirted with Auburn a little bit. Um, an elite, elite guy at the QB position. I just think he plays on a really bad team. I just think he plays on a really bad team. I watched some of the Apple Cup from this past Saturday. Um, we had two TVs at my parents' house set up, and and uh, Cam Ward was throwing absolute dipping dots. Mm-hmm. And he his receivers were just – I mean, no showing. Like that sounds familiar. It does sound familiar. Um, but hopefully that's changing. So, you know, I think we're gonna get a. I think we're gonna get a, a QB. Uh, and yeah, I think Cam Coleman does want to see if a quarterback comes into Auburn. Um, and and look, I'm not totally lost on Peyton Thorne either. Right. Um, He's gonna I, have competition. Yeah, I think we need a competition. I, that's one thing I kind of – I want our fan base to get behind Peyton, man. Um, I said the other night after the Iron Bowl, I said, hey, buddy, you battled. You you battled. I can't say anything else, but you battled in a game where you didn't have a clue what was about to happen when you walked out on that field. You didn't understand the Iron Bowl. Yeah. You had to have somebody tell you in that locker room what you were about to walk into. Good point. And you responded. And first comment I get, bro, he was 5 of 16, STFU. Um, go back and rewatch the tape, brother. Go back and rewatch the tape. He had about six drop balls, all right? Mm-hmm. Go back and rewatch that, the tape. Yeah, what's that adjusted completion percent? Yeah, he didn't play the best, but he battled, all right? So I think we need to bring a competition in, uh, bring another guy in. And let's let's battle it out. Robbie will move on. All right. He will graduate. And I think he will hit the portal. Look, love Robbie. Thankful for what he did for us uh these last two years. And uh we appreciate him. Uh but 
yeah, quarterback is is a position that we need to look at. Uh, and I think Q's going to hammer the portal again. I think he's going to hammer it. He's going to look at DB. He's going to look at, you know, D-line. He's going to hammer uh, all areas that need to be got. Wide receiver, I think you're going to see Auburn uh, go after a wide receiver or two. Um, you know, I just think he's that guy, man. He's that guy that's never satisfied. So, yeah, um, I'll, we're going we're about to wrap it up, guys. Get your last comments in here. If you have not, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. Um, <clears throat> I'll say this about PT. I would like to see him in uh, with a full off season, with a full with an A day, running Hugh Freeze's offense because uh, he looked night. I won't say night and day, but he looked a whole lot better after that old Miss game running yeah. the up tempo um fast paced Hugh Freeze RPO. So I would I wouldn't mind seeing Peyton in a whole, you know, a, a whole offseason to get ready for that and then a whole actual season of of running that offense. Yeah. But I will I will not be thrilled if he's just the incumbent and there's no competition. Um because I think that he's got enough film out there to where you kind of know what he is, right? Like yeah. there's some highs, there's some lows. You know, I don't I don't want to use the word mid. I would say like slightly above average type he's, thing that, that can have it. Right. He's, he's yeah, it can have it can have a good day, um, but can have a bad day. So there's if there's upgrades out there for sure, then go grab them. But like I think we've learned I think we've learned in the portal that everything is not just an immediate upgrade. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would like to see Thorne come back. I would like to see him have a shot. But yeah, Hugh, I mean, Hugh's going to. And look, this is not even about Hugh, in my opinion, Blake. I just think that in this today's age in college football, where we stand right now, I think that every major program is going to be getting portal quarterbacks every offseason. I just think that's the way it's going to happen. You're just going to be playing musical quarterbacks. There's going to be a guy with a relationship here that knew this guy, or, oh, we, we were recruiting this guy, and now they, you know this staffer's over here, but now he's the OC. It's just so much stuff like that that's going to go on here. Um so as long as these portal rules are what they are, and Hugh talked about it in the press conference, uh, the, the press conference Monday about guys not wanting to to stay in the system and develop, especially at a position like quarterback. Like, look, I believe that Holden's going to move on. I'm not saying that that Holden's not going to move on, but the point I'm making here is Holden moves on, right? Where does he go? Where does he go? Where he's the automatic starter? He's never started a game. He's thrown the ball a grand total of 15 times. He doesn't have any – and I'm just kind of guessing there, but that's not the exact number. Don't quote me. But, like, he he doesn't have any film outside of practice in A day in high school, right? So, what, the Missouri game last year and the A&M game this year? So – and then handing it off in one other game. Like, there's nothing there. So, if he goes to another quarterback battle, he's still in a battle. Yeah. Now, if he just feels like I don't have a chance in this offense, I don't have a chance here. That's one thing. Um, but a lot of these guys, man, I would just, you know, I I would encourage them to maybe hang out for a season. And I, and I understand everybody's, you know, situation's different and all that, but you ain't got to go just because it looks like it's time to go, man. Um, you're still going to go getting a bat. Like there's a few, there's a few of these guys in the portal that I'm going over here and I'm the starter. It doesn't necessarily happen that way. Right. Like, now, you're going to have your Jalen McClouds where it's like, yes, we go get that guy, and when he's healthy, he's going to start on the edge for us. Like, there's that kind of situation. But there's also your Shane Hooks and your Jair Shorters where you go get a guy that played at, at Jackson State 
and had 800 yards and 10 touchdowns, and you're going, okay, that's nice. Let's see if it can translate. Obviously, it didn't. So the portal's not um just like just like recruiting. It's not an exact science, right? Uh, for me, it's really just about finding guys that want to be at Auburn, understand the assignment. Um, a guy like Gunnar Britton, you know, like Gunnar Britton, he only had one year, and it's not a, a six to six season. He's not going to go down and Auburn lore or anything. But we needed offensive linemen, and he stepped up and played well this year. Yeah, he did, and you know, and uh, he patched a hole for us. So, and this is I hate this because I do not have any patience, but this is a process where we're just going to have to be patient because you win games in the SEC at the line of scrimmage. And if you don't recruit the way you need to recruit at the line of scrimmage for four to five seasons, then it's going to take you more than one or two to build it back. Because just when DeAndre Carter going to be a beast, but he's probably not going to be a beast next year. Yep. Right. So it just takes time. Um, so, that's just kind of where we, we stand on all that. And, and, but with the quarterback, with the portal and everything, I just think Blake that in this day and age, and you're just, you're always bringing it. We might not bring in a running back, right? Cause there's no need, but like at a position like quarterback, I think that there's always going to be musical chairs. I think in positions like defensive line, offensive line DB, where you can never have enough. You're just always, even if you have a good cornerback, right? Even if you have a good shutdown corner, well, you, you can use another one. So I think, in, I think in this day and age, man, you're just going to go – if you can just go get guys that you think can help you win in the portal, you'll do it. I mean, what did Lane Kiffin – you talked about it in the middle of the season. What did Lane do at quarterback this year? Now, Spencer Sanders didn't play a damn lick, did he? Nope. But it sure did a lot of fire under Jackson Dart's ass. That's a fact. That's it, brother. That is – uh, that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to the portal. We're going to hit it hard. Hughes, that guy. Uh, Man, what a show tonight, Dustin. What a yes, show, sir. man. Yeah, uh, nice crowd in here. Appreciate everybody. Yeah. Right, uh, Connor Lou might be the best alumni out of high school we got since the three when Zimba got to AU. Yeah, dog. Um, I Blake, I missed on some stuff. I missed on some stuff in the preseason making our predictions. We all did. But uh, my Robert Woolier getting 70 tackles did not pan out. But I feel good about what I said Keldrick Fault and Connor Lou were going to do, baby. Hey, they were they were bold predictions, man. I said Caleb Burton was going to get thirty grabs. <laughs> right. You know, I he could have he could have like if we had known, you know, like damn, you take him off the field. I I've never seen that, bro. A guy comes in and uh, gets you a, you know, runs you a little shallow crosser and picks you up a fifteen yard gain and and then you don't throw it to him the rest of the game. I don't know. <laughs> um, After praising him in the press conferences all week. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. Great. But, you know, um, Caleb's a dog, man, and I'm glad he, he did get on the field. But Yeah, he'll, and next year, next year you're going to see that kid pop. Perry unlikely says, salute and keep it up. Remember last year, if Tano and Puma <laughs> entered the portal, fans would have been high. Auburn is in a great place. Yeah. Hey, man, we appreciate the 499 Super Chat. Uh, we just appreciate you watching, man. It means the world to us. And, yeah, it is funny to watch, right, how every time a guy hits the portal at a position we need, we got to go get him. It's like a it's like a inside offensive lineman from Michigan State, and I'm just sitting here looking. I'm like, hey, you ain't watched a lick of this kid talking about we need to He's go him. get him. He's uh, him. Yeah. Are you talking about that one in particular though? Oh, oh that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like every right. post is right. like, "He's him." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you ain't watched one Michigan State game, <laughs> right? Right." Hey, uh, North North Dakota State 
Yeah. North Dakota State offensive lineman enters the portal. I'm telling y'all, bro. But hey, our guy Cameron, our guy Cameron said he actually knows about that. Uh, that so was South Dakota or whatever. He said he can actually play. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, look, good show tonight. Appreciate everybody. Like button, subscribe button, and we will see you guys Friday at 10 a.m. Man, War Damn Eagle, we love all y'all. War Damn, baby. <laughs>